Over at the Daily Wire, there's palpable tension between Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro. More than tension, it really is a good old-fashioned beef. We're going to discuss why there's this tension between these commentators who both work for the Daily Wire and what it means for political commentary going in to 2024, because that's an election year. Then we're going to discuss a recent poll that was just released by NBC, where for the first time in history in an NBC poll, Donald Trump is polling better than his Democrat opponent. We're going to discuss what that means and the full meltdown that we're seeing from the mainstream media. And since we're talking about mainstream media meltdowns, we're going to discuss the meltdown from the mainstream international globalist media in their response, in their reaction to the election of Javier Millet over in Argentina. A lot of you may not be familiar with Millet. We're going to discuss some of his politics, some of his comments on culture and society, and some of his allies here in the United States, some people that you might be familiar with, and what his election win means for the elitist, the establishment, globalist agenda. And then we're also going to talk about a little bit in the segment of the culture war with Disney's, the Marvel's flopping, flopping hard, what it means for comic book movies going forward, what it means for movies, is it a good thing, is it a bad thing, what it means for the culture war. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing and buy some merch. And if you know somebody that'd be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. As you see, we talk about everything from the culture war to American politics to international politics um, with a perspective that you're not going to really get uh, in many other places. Uh, so, so, you know. With that being said, share share these episodes if with somebody that you know would be interested in the content. And since there seems to be a, a week, we seem to be in a week of winning, at least in the culture cultural aspect. I mean, the here in the United States, uh, the Republicans did get shellacked recently uh, on an election night, so we can't celebrate too much. But there do seem to be some victories happening culturally. So if you want to celebrate 
such victories. Maybe get yourself a live by the woke, die by the woke shirt. Um, uh, It it might be a little bit late for it to arrive by Thanksgiving, but that's probably a good conversation starter at the Thanksgiving dinner table. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, just something something to keep in mind. But as as before we get into everything i wanna uh i i lately i've been i've been going down this uh little bit of a, of a rabbit hole when it comes to to podcasts like just watching all types of different podcasts um listening to different podcasts because you know we do this and and it's good to see you know what's going on in the world of podcasting and man it's kind of it's kind of vapid out there like with with uh with a lot like i i i i uh i watched a little bit it, it was pretty unbearable but i watched a little bit of the impulsive podcast the logan paul podcast and oh, mind you like yeah. i don't i don't like logan paul but again this is just yeah for my own research purposes to see what's going on out there and they had the the girl i didn't even know who this girl was that's that's how disconnected i am from from some of this like really like vacuous shit that's out there yeah um but this girl is from. She was a co-host on a podcast called "Call Her Daddy," which which apparent or "Call Me Daddy." It's a female podcast. It's "Call Her Daddy." That's what it's uh-huh. called. It's it's two. It was two females, but now from what I gather, it's only one. And this girl, she left the podcast right before they cut like a big ass deal. So I'm sure she's like salty about that. <laughs> and 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 the segment that I was watching with her as a guest on the Impulsive podcast was basically her expressing how she goes on dates with men and she makes them show her their bank account to know if they're worth her time or Damn. not. Yeah, and, and and I was like, if this is what people are consuming, this is like, it's pretty depressing. This yeah. Is like, it's like, yeah. you know, not that like she does that because like, Whatever, that's like a stupid bitch doing stupid bitch shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but just the idea that I'm sure there are a lot of fans, her supporters, that would see that and 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 maybe think that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, that that shit's sad as fuck. Um, and it's funny because like that's like one segment of YouTube that's not even in our algorithms. We actually have to go. You out. have to seek it. Yeah, yeah, you have to seek it. You know what was funny is like I was looking at like. Uh, kind of like the same thing, like different podcasts, but like leftist podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one I was already aware of because of uh, Snapchat. It, it has like the little, like the little clips of uh, Pod Save America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what was crazy? The week that we did the 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 um abortion and all that shit, I actually agreed a lot with. Like I was like, damn. They're, it's from the other side, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, I, I don't like consume a lot of their content, but I'm familiar with. Yeah, them. but but like even they know, like it's like this is our our calling card. This is our winning ticket is the abortion thing, and I'm like that's what I've been that's what we've been saying. Yeah, and so I felt like 
like they kind of know like that's the only thing that they have going for them absolutely and they know that that's biden their, that's their jerome bettis yeah. yeah and so so it was just so funny to watch that because like for once in like, like it's like when the stars align mm -hmm. like two two different like two podcasts were literally like the polar opposites yeah where they're like oh wow there is room for agreement here like, well but i the, the, there's there there's agreement there but for the wrong for reason. different reasons. Yeah, for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah because <laughs> I I agree in the sense that I agree in a very like in a very red pill way, if you will. Yeah. My agreement comes from there's more important things to worry about. Yeah. We're on the brink of World War Three, inflation. I'm a businessman. I want to be able to to proliferate in the realm of business. Yeah. These are the things that I care about. They're on some blue pill stuff like, oh, you know, women's bodies and healthcare and yeah. and 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 autonomy and agency. That's where, yeah. yeah I, 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 so much I could say about that right now, yeah. but I'm just not going to say it. It's just I, we, we've I, talked that's not about where it. I'm coming from. Where yeah. I'm where the position I'm coming from is. There's more important things to yeah. worry about than these bitches that want to kill their kids. Yeah. Like that's basically like the position that I'm coming from. Yeah. Um granted if you're running for office, you can't phrase it like I just did or maybe yeah. you can because look at Javier Millet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe you, know, you can. Maybe yeah. you can phrase it like that cuz we for the longest like we always thought that like you can't say certain things or if you want to say something you have to tailor it in a way where where it's it's uh it, it it's more palatable to more people but i'm yeah. starting to wonder if if maybe that's not the case because when trump gets greasy people like it when vivek gets greasy yeah. people like it but you like, have to so, look at the other side too like you have uh men saying they're women women saying they're men like this is wild shit and so like what better way to combat that than to say yeah, some yeah, yeah. wild shit back? Like, we live in a wild world. This is the wild you know, west. What's so, what, it's so interesting you said that because I, I, there was the top comment on the the uh, um, uh, Paul Joseph Watson video that I sent you. The top comment was, you know, about Javier Millet. The, yeah. the top comment said... For is in this echoes your sentiment. It said for too long. He, he said we need this here in America. For too long, we've been playing nice with the mentals of the insane asylum. Like yeah. basically, it's like 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 what you just said. It's like when things are so outlandish and yeah. outrageous, how else can you respond? Yeah. Because does responding poised and logically yeah. and pragmatically. You literally have to does become that, a superhero. Does that work? Yeah. Like, you know? Like, think about it. Superheroes are motherfuckers wearing spandex or fucking armored suits. Yeah, it's outlandish. Like, it's outlandish because it's an outlandish-ass fucking world you're in. It's an outlandish environment. Which is wild because I don't know if you saw Joe Rogan's comments on uh, the, the recent UFC event where Dana White, Kid Rock, Trump, and Tucker... Yes, uh, I saw that. And, and he said... That, he said... Because he was there, obviously. What I didn't know 
which was wild. I didn't know that that was in New York. I New York City. I had no idea. I thought that that was like maybe in Florida somewhere, like in yeah. a red state. Because cause you could hear, you know, you and I are sound guys. So you could hear like... We could probably discern yeah. more than the average person. Like when we hear like a crowd sound, like is that like half of the crowd? Is that like no, part of the crowd? Seventy five percent. It was 80%. like it was roaring. Yeah. And and and, Tuck, and uh, Joe Rogan was like he was like dude he's like it was like the energy was electric. He was like it was like the Republican Avengers walking. Yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy, and, and it kind of was in a way, like strange. In, yeah. like, in a strange way, but it, and, but and then Bill Burr's wife killed Bill Burr in front of us. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh. dude, like like how, like if I'm Bill Burr, like how embarrassed am I in yeah. that moment? Like, bitch, okay, I, you're entitled to your opinion, but, yeah. like, like you look like a classless bitch right now. Yeah. It, and, and you're, it, and, like, it's undeniable this motherfucker's, like, winning. This guy's the rock star. Right. So, like, what, but, what do you... And, 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 and I, we're American. She's entitled to feel how she wants to feel, but, like, that, like, we're at an event... The people are responding how they want to respond. Yeah. The man is responding to the people how he wants to respond. Yeah. And like this obscene gesture is like you look you look classless and like yeah. you you make me not look based at all. And then not only that, but now you're probably gonna cost me some fucking money. Yeah, because that was his market. Yeah. Was getting against going against uh, the woke ideology the. Political correctness, like well, that was... well, it does he though because like he does in in some senses, but there's there's been a lot of sort of in in certain podcasts and certain appearances I've seen him make. He he said some some sort of bitch made stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, I've because I've heard I, I forgot where he like was, his where position he was about the on the on the virus was sort of bitch made. Yeah. Like I remember. When Joe Rogan kind of pushed back on like the the whole mask thing, yeah, and he tried to push back on Joe Rogan, it's like certain things that it's like, yeah. Uh, but it could be too like I don't know messing with her, guy. because like I uh, see, uh, you know how like a lot of a lot, a lot of guys they get with a girl and they change the way they are. Whole shit. Yeah, and and it, it's never it's never the right way to go. The man leads. Yeah. And so if if you're going to just be like, like oh, if, well, all right, I mean, well, I'm going to censor myself. Or if you're changing for the better, like if you're like yeah. a gambling addict and like she helps you uh, kick that shit, well, then, yeah, that's good. Or if you're an alcoholic, like if it's yeah. like a good change, but but nothing that we're talking about warranted a, a, a change. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that was just a funny little moment. <laughs> That caught him a lot of flack because I saw a bunch of videos yeah. criticizing. Yeah, but but I, I I even I even that was you know unplanned. But I even like decided to talk about that because I just realized like wow, sometimes it's like it's it's funny like the stuff that people consume. Yeah, and you try to delve into it, and especially if it's like in in a in a medium that you're part of is like wow like this is is like very different yeah very different i do feel though like all that logan paul shit and all that segment of stuff like it'll get high numbers because it's 
kind of like the new school primetime shit. Yeah. Like, there's going to be people who give a fuck about that. And it's like, well, all right, well this is kind of lame. But, like, nobody ever looked at primetime television like it was, like, the best that stuff quality, ever. Yeah. It's like the normies, yeah, or you guys like it. But the what's happening now, you said it with the, with the Marvel's uh, situation. And Disney really kind of striking out for a whole year. On, on, on movies or for the better part of a, a whole year maybe even a little more you're starting to see that there is a shift culturally that people are like nah fuck that fuck you Bud Light fuck you Disney fuck you Marvel I don't like it and then we talked about uh, the Daily Wire doing a Snow White version of that so now you're starting to see people compete yeah. you're starting to see Rumble compete versus YouTube you're starting to see Tucker leave mainstream right wing news and be like I'm do my own thing and it's a different shift and so even more now and we've talked about like how the right became uh, the rock stars four or five years ago yeah even more now it's cool to be like if you're a right winger you're kind of like the cool kid on the block yeah the left the left definitely are are, are kind of lame yeah now. I wouldn't even say if you're a conservative I would say if you're a right winger kind of on your own thing because like um, that's a fracture that's happening in the Republican Party is the, the, the same thing that's happening with the left. Like, people are kind of rejecting them culturally, little by little. With the Republican Party, Trump has taken over, and now there's the neocons that are kind of getting phased out. Yeah. Like, God help us all if Nikki wins, but she won't. But, like, the Nikki Haley's are still around, but, like, that's not, that's not the future. Right. And so... Once this fracture, this red pill conservative thing kind of gets more into the mainstream, I feel like the right wing is going to look a lot more different. Yeah. Uh, And it's going to be like what we've talked about, uh, the establishment versus like the, what what, what is it? What would we call them? The, I don't want to say right wingers, but I guess the, the cool, the cool the, kids. The anti-establishment. Yeah, the yeah. anti-establishment, and so it's like that's what what I'm seeing now. Um, you're seeing that in the Daily Wire. Yeah, and and that's really the framework. That's really the framework that a lot of the international mainstream media. That's the framework that the international mainstream media is setting for this election that just took place in Argentina. With the, with Javier Millet, which this is a guy that that wants to get rid of a whole bunch of bureaucratic departments of the government. Which, if you're aware of how those bureaucratic departments of government work here in the United States, it's in many cases it's a waste of money. Yeah. They really don't produce anything good for the people. Um, they make life harder. They make growth harder. Um, it's a lot of stealing going on. That's how this guy talks. He's very aggressive towards that. Uh, he's a capitalist. Uh, he's in tune with the culture war, which yeah. which is you know something that Andrew Breitbart has said is like you know uh, politics is downstream from culture. We see that more and more. That's something that Trump understood, and we see how all of these things you were just talking about the Marvels, Disney, like. How in a way all of this stuff 
little by little is connected to one another. Yeah. And with an election like this, where this is the first time that a right winger has won in Argentina in about 40 years, which is wild in and of itself. Yeah. He was polling very badly. He ended up winning by 11 points. But you take that, you take that, and then you couple it with like with Trump and 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 the effect that he's had. And you have so many people talking about this election in Argentina. Russell Brand has talked about it. Paul Joseph Watson, a bunch of people on Twitter are talking about it. And you really see that the framework that that the mainstream media is forced to look at it as it's a battle for the West ideologically. And and we've been talking about this for for at least some months now how it's become so much less about right versus left and really more about establishment versus anti-establishment yeah 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 because he because uh from the paul joseph watson video kind of breaking him down they try and paint him as a far right winger more like libertarian yeah some shit, I'm like, all right, well, I don't agree with that. But most of it, I'm like, wow, the approach. Right, no, and nobody's perfect. Like, yeah. Trump wasn't perfect. No, you know? no. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, and that's a, that's another thing, too, is like, if, if the candidate that you're voting for anywhere, uh, seven out of ten things, it's like right in line. Well, then yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to agree on everything. Like, when it comes to the jab, oh, God, I, I did not agree with Trump at all. Yeah, I did not agree with him. The job or he, how he handled how he virus. handled it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's uh, one of his biggest failures. Um, I'll say that I voted for the man, but I, I I'll say that like, but but what I love about his followers, they keep it real, so that which kind of check him. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because if you're gonna be the people's champion, then you got to be the people's champion. You can't pretend like oh well, you guys got to go with no, 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 no. You're here because the people have elected you. That is your brand. Um, and so ever since they got on his ass, his ass stopped yeah. with that shit and then left it alone, which is good. And 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 keep it moving. Yeah, he don't talk about that shit at all. No, no. And and he shouldn't. He shouldn't. And, and then and then like when it came to the abortion thing and how he pivoted, exactly. Like, are we here to win or are we here to lose? Which one? He wants to win. He knows. And so it's crazy because, yes, he's doing his rallies, but he's not out out there like how he was in 2015. So it kind of reminds me of like you some mean, dark night shit. You mean in the sense that like he's not he's not debating and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, you know what? Like I, don't, I wouldn't say like the dark night rises all the way, like where he's like, I was totally out of the limelight, but it's like. It's almost like legendary, like the energy it, yeah. it, that carries him. Like he doesn't have to debate the Republicans because I'm like, well, I'm the top dog. I don't got to debate you. Yeah. So um, I don't really have to say shit about Joe. Joe shits on himself. So it is what it is. Um, I'll do my rallies. I'll, I'll rile up my people and then and then get strategic for, to go against Biden or whoever the hell else is going to go against me. And so... It's like it's been a lot less the I want to controversial Trump. Yeah. 
He doesn't have to be that anymore. Really, the controversy is 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 these uh, these uh, uh, you know uh, manufactured uh, yeah. uh, controversies and cases that they're being yeah. thrown at him. But other than that, like no, it, it's it's nothing. It's nothing that that's uh, that's uh, coming from him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really them trying to remove him and. In every trying in every which way possible, and in a matter of a year, my man is the biggest criminal ever known to America. Yeah, <laughs> which is laughable. Very you think much. about some it's of the crazy. shit that that you know, so some of the people, notorious gangsters that, that have been in America, and like he, like they don't even they pale in comparison as far as the cases. So it just goes to show you that like the left is unhinged, and so. That's why, perhaps, we we talk the way we talk, and and maybe that's why the guy from Argentina talks the way he talks, because these motherfuckers are on hinge. Yeah, maybe that's what's necessary. Yeah. So maybe we should be, uh, you know, because like Malay is wild as fuck. He makes Trump look like a Boy Scout. He's like Trump meets Conor McGregor, and then meets who did I say? Um, uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, all into one person. Like like the approach, and it's it's wild because I was not expecting that. I knew he he was a right winger. I did not. I never really saw clips of him talking or anything like that. Yeah, which is kind of crazy because it reminds me of like when we were younger, like how advanced your dad was when it came to like world news. How he used to just get the cable package just so he could see like the cable channels for like Brazil, Argentina, yeah. Mexico, like. When you have that, and when you actually pay attention to that shit, it's kind of like you're you're taking away the filter and you're seeing everything yeah ahead, you know. And so it's interesting because like there's a lot of stuff that we probably don't understand completely because we see it through the, the filter lens of the yeah yeah of, of the way America wants to tell it yeah. And so it's kind of nuts because because like man, well that that's sort of the beauty of alternative media now. Like when you have places like. Like uh, Gab and Rumble and and well Twitter now yeah. is like you you can see these videos these clips these reports from different places in the world that the mainstream media definitely isn't going to show you like I haven't seen one mainstream media clip of like the innocent people in in Palestine being killed oh yeah but we know it's happening we yeah. know it's happening and you can't we're gonna say that oh, all of these videos are AI generated or like what's your excuse yeah you know? yeah no, it's it's because it's happening. So then it begs to question, it's like, all right, like we understand that Israel like wants to retaliate against Hamas and they're totally within their rights to do that. But the way they're going about it, is that the right way? And then that's like a really good segue into the whole Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro thing, because just by posing that question, a person like Ben Shapiro, the ADL, They'll call you anti-Semitic for posing that question. For posing a question, if you say that Israel is within its rights to go after Hamas, but is the way that it's going about it where innocent people, children, are being compromised and, and, and are falling victims to said retaliation, is that right? Is there a better way to go about? It? Oh, anti-Semitism. Oh, you're you're pro uh, Israel. You're yeah. pro Palestine. You're pro this. You're pro that. 
No, I'm asking a question. <laughs> and because Candace Owens is willing over at the Daily Wire to ask such questions, then Ben Shapiro in a, I don't know what sort of like meeting or fundraiser he was at or what was going on, but a video leaked where he's on stage with a microphone. I, I don't think he knew he was being recorded at the time. And he said some vile things about Candace Owens. He said that that she was uh, she was faux sophistication, faux sophisticated on the issue. Um, uh, that that how she's conducted herself is disgraceful, and she hasn't said anything in the vein of oh that she's pro Palestine, that she's pro Hamas, that she's anti Israel. She hasn't said anything. She hasn't said anything dismissing the gripes of the Jewish people. She hasn't said anything like that. All she's done is present certain questions, one of which is a very valid question. I thought it was a great question. I don't know who the guest was she had on her show, but she asked, She, the, the, her and the guests were talking about how she finds it very interesting how the Jewish students that have been harassed on college campuses by pro-Palestine and in some cases pro-Hamas groups yeah. on these college campuses uh, has energized and has galvanized a bunch of politicians, a bunch of activists to like stand up for these Jewish students and say that it was wrong. You know, yeah. Nikki Haley it was even presented at the debate, the, the most recent uh, uh, Republican primary debate. And, and what Candace Owens said, she didn't say that that was bad that they're doing that. But what she said was, for years, white students have been subjected to like the same treatment. You remember? Yeah. And we've seen videos. I remember we saw, we, I think we even did a segment on, I think this was some time ago, <coughs> about those black students at that university that told that white guy like to like get out of the like the library or something. Yeah. Because yep. it was like their safe space. And he's like, well, I'm just. I'm just studying. I'm not bothering nobody. And they're like, your your very presence here is violence or something like that. So my point is some things, loony shit. Th things like that has have been going on for some time. They've been going on for years. And politicians never spoke out about it. They never did anything about it. They never uh uh got aggressive with these universities. But when it happens to Jewish students, it's like a big problem that the whole nation needs to address. And, and, they, they, and she talked about and, and and I thought she brought up a good point. And there's like super high ass enthusiasm to like make a change for that. I was like, wait, what, what happened? What happened with everyone else? Right. So like, exactly. Yeah. You're right about that because there's people are saying, oh, those Palestinians or those groups need to be kicked out of the universities. But then the 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 other minority groups that treated white students like yeah. that. You never said that they need to be thrown out of yeah. college. They need to be thrown. So she brought that up. That's a legitimate thing. And in fact, I'll give her credit for being really the only political commentator that I saw even make that connection. Because I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I'm like, you know what? She's right. That has been going on for yeah. years. And nobody has done or said anything about it. Yeah. It, it, it's nuts because, like, she's pretty in the middle when it comes to a lot of these things like she's fair and um the guy who we all know for his quote which is facts don't care about your feelings 
is really emotional about this shit. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because, like, he's always been like, oh, well, I'm American, conservative, American, conservative. And the Israel shit got him kind of all fucked up because he cares so much more about Israel. Yeah. And it's like, that's the problem in America is, like, anytime your group or your or, 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 or whatever your ethnicity is is under attack or is... Or either that or, or, or you want to celebrate it. It's all, like, about that, and it's not about America. Yeah. And, and like, to me, it's kind of disingenuous on his end to, to, like, not look at things from a way more moderate stance. I understand he's Jewish, and he can have his feelings about that. And it could it could touch, you know, his heart a, a lot more different than, than, than most people who are not Jewish, right? But... The way he went about it in that video, first of all, the video was kind of candid. It wasn't, I don't think he knew he was being recorded. And then he, the, the, what he was saying, that's fucked up. She's in the Daily Wire. Like, this she's is your stuff, colleague. Yeah, she's yeah. your colleague. Like, you're on the same team. Like, that's not good. Like, in sports, when, when do you see, when you start seeing shit like that, that's when, like, that's the downfall. Yeah. And, and, and it's because, like, you have to have, some decency to be like, hey, listen, this is what the fuck I feel about that shit. I think you're totally unhinged on your views. This is why, this is why, this is why. Honestly, though, she's not. No, she's not at all. In fact, uh, uh, they were saying, some people were speculating that his, the problem that, what, what she said, what he has a problem with was that She's been very critical of Nikki Haley, rightfully so. No. And she did this badass thing where she basically pointed out, she had this segment where she pointed out since October 7th when when uh, when uh, Hamas uh, uh, did the attack on Israel. Yeah. She's pointed out that basically over 90% of Nikki Haley's tweets have all been about Israel. Yeah. And she said... Uh, she's like, I endorse Nikki Haley for the president of Israel. <laughs> and she was pretty funny. Yeah. Because it's like, are you running for the president of the United States or the president of Israel? And and for, I didn't know this, but apparently Ben Shapiro has shifted his endorsement from DeSantis to Nikki Haley now. Because, uh, like, basically, like, she's getting all that super PAC money and... She, you could see that she's sort of like the new establishment puppet. Yeah, and so I guess maybe Ben Shapiro didn't like that 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 uh Can he saw that as like uh, Candace Owens like making making light of maybe not only his endorsement yeah but also the the situation in Israel which it's none of that all she's doing is as sh her job is as a political commentator yeah. to point out that you're running for president of the United States not the president of Israel yeah. And to me, this is the thing that, with her rhetoric that's, like, very offensive. And, like, I, I, uh, DeSantis and Ramaswamy should have the balls to call her out. Then they haven't. When they were debating, and then, and then she's like, America doesn't need, uh, no, no, no. Israel doesn't need America. America needs oh, Israel. Ramaswamy definitely has. Uh, uh, on Twitter, yeah. Oh, oh on Twitter, yeah. yeah but I, I, I felt like on the stage, do that uh, shit there. Like, to uh, me. And then she, they had, like, that little Thanksgiving dinner, and she said the same shit. And it's like, listen, it's America first. It's America first. Like, I'm not saying don't take care of your allies. I'm not saying that. But it's America first. 
Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck type of shit you're saying. Nikki, I'm not. I'm not uh, uh, an illustrator, but if I could draw political cartoons, actually, <laughs> actually, I. You know what? I should reach out to an artist to see it because it, it, it. This situation is going to go on for a while, but <laughs> it's just like very graphic. But it's it's a it'll be a great political cartoon. Nikki Haley, like what? I, what this is kind of some stand-up shit. But, like, I would draw a political okay. cartoon of Nikki Haley um, getting DP'd, uh, uh, like, or turned into an old... But, but like, yeah. turned into an old English age. So, like, yeah. a, one in the front, one in the back. And, like, in the back is Benjamin Netanyahu, and and in, and in the front is World War Three. <laughs> Damn, World War Three. How will he look? <laughs> Just like the most satanic, yeah. Head. Just draw a picture of like, <laughs> yeah. But draw <laughs> this. She's gonna get us booted. Yeah. Draw, it's like a picture of Satan with a Jew hat. <laughs> oh hell yeah! And the, For and sure, the Jew dreadlocks. <laughs> but but and, uh, and you know what's crazy is like, now that's not even the only thing she says that's unhinged. Did you see what she was saying about like the social media and how we have to put our own name and like we have no. to be vetted. She, you know, that's not her real name. Nikki Haley is not her real name. No, that's I her pseudonym. That. Like, I didn't know that so, was. What's her real name? Shit, I, I don't even like. It, it's like so long. Rank bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. No, let, let me see. Let me Google it real quick. But it's like it's so funny that you're saying that people gotta be verified with their real name. You don't even use your real name, Nikki. I had no idea. I yeah. had no idea that wasn't her real name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna click it. Uh, this is her real name. Um, hold on, let me, cause, cause it's, it's so, it's so, um, it's not really been brought up and, and like every time they say her name, it's like, uh, with Nikki Haley in it, but it's like Nimrata. Let me see if, oh, here Nim- it is. Nimrod. That's yeah. perfect for yeah. her. <laughs> Nimrata Nikki Randhawa. That's her actual name. What the fuck? So where does Nikki Haley come from? That's I had no I'm idea. Saying. Like you don't even use your name. You know why? Because you want to like promote yourself much better. It's more. It's, it's better on the tongue. But like, hey, to, Nimrod. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Trump. Tr- I'm actually surprised that uh, Trump hasn't. Because uh, it's not worth it. Like she's not even. He, she, yeah, she's, she's not even th- in the league. She's three from him. Yeah, but Nimrada Nikki Rundawa. Like that's her actual name. Oh yeah, and so. I mean, how stupid do you look saying that we need to be verified and that My the government like, has that to even, supersede that's not, that? Like I could like Ron DeSantis, but like if your first name is Ronald, yeah, or like you know Bill Clinton, his first name is William, but Bill in this country they use like Bill in place of William a lot yeah. of times. But that like I, where the hell does Nikki Haley come from? That yeah, that's strange. And well, Haley I think is her spouse, but. Uh, yeah, but still, your so your first name, Haley. yeah, Nimrata Haley. You're not Nikki, like you can't yeah. use your middle name, like so. So to me, it's like you. And it's that's a play a on words. Well, Nikki is short for Nimrata. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> and so to me, like that shit was so funny. Like you're talking about that people got to be vetted uh, on Twitter and on social media, and like we need to know what you're saying, and we need to see all your algorithms. Oh, that's wild as hell. I'm like the fuck. Type of wild shit. You sound like fucking George Bush Jr. <laughs> like, yeah. 
No, hell no. And the, so the only the only policy that she really has going for herself is is where she stands on on abortion. And again, it's just that it's the the pragmatic approach. Yeah, not that because uh, because she also comes from it from the position of like oh like uh, I, I don't want to judge. Uh, I'm pro life. Nobody should judge me for being pro life. If you're pro-choice, nobody should judge you for being pro-choice. I don't care about any of that. Yeah. I just want this issue, like, leave it at the door because it's a losing issue. These hoes want to kill their kids. Yeah. Let's just leave it. Let's just leave it be. Um, that's what it is. And that's uh, it. Uh, uh, I don't, did you see, uh, before before we move on um, uh, to the next segment, that... Um, Ramaswamy, he was on. He made his second appearance on the David Pakman show. Did you see that? No, not the second one. Uh, and and Pakman, w- w- this is a very good question, and, and it was it was cool because like David Pakman, he, you could see that he respects Ramaswamy. He definitely wouldn't vote for him, but you could see that there's like a respect there. Yeah, well, uh, not, but I mean, he did get destroyed by yeah, him the first and, time, and, and like he he operates like with like a lot of grace with him more mm-hmm. than I see. Him with most people, with most people, he's he's uh, he's pretty pompous with most yeah, people. Yeah, real smug. Yeah, but um, uh, he did ask Ramaswamy a very important question. He asked him about the whole abortion thing. He's like, he's like, do you think uh, that it's time for? It was in the vein of, do you think that it's time for for Republicans to start pivoting on their position? And, and Ramaswamy, like you could tell that that's the one issue because you remember you and I, we were unsure of like exactly where he is on it. Yeah. Because even in the even in the he debate on the debate stage, it was sort of it was a little bit uh, uh, ambiguous, yeah. like where where he stood on things well, exactly. On the Thanksgiving dinner with DeSantis and, and Haley, he was also very like vague. Vague, yeah, and like beat around the bush and yeah. told the story. Yeah, and, and and again he was like that with Pac-Man. I, I think what it is with him is like my assessment is that he's based and red pilled enough to know what's going on. Yeah. But maybe like in his personal life, too blue pill to like express the things the way they need to be expressed. Yeah. And dude, you know what? That shit is is like it's such a real thing. It's such a how many times have you seen men that are one way around the guys or one way and like yeah. when they're around women or when they're around their spouse, they're like somebody totally different. Yeah. And 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 guys like us, we come off sometimes as like misogynist or 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 like machismo or whatever the case. Because we're not like that, but and then what what women or 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 blue pill dudes don't realize is like, well, no, guys are like every guy is like this. It's just we have the balls to like be yes. like this all the time, yeah. And like these motherfuckers like don't. Yeah. And I've been I I, I like Ramaswamy. I I there's not a lot th- th- that uh I've been critical about, but I think like. I think like that's the wrong approach. I think you yeah. can't be you you can't be like that. He did uh, when he told this story because it, it was about his last son that was uh, born, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was telling the story of like his son was like basic. She was bleeding out 
like so his wife was having complications she's bleeding out and he was literally like ready to walk in and console her like to let her know like yeah like the baby's dead and when he started talking about it like you could tell like he had to pause a lot he got emotional. He got yeah, like, real I, I emotional. I didn't see the whole thing. I, I saw like a snippet of yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I I thought, oh damn, my man's gonna lose his shit right now because you could tell that he he paused a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During that story because it meant a lot to him. But and I understand, but like sometimes we have to look at the world for what it is and how cold it can be. And so to me, the way I look at it is yes, I understand their viewpoints. But we live in reality. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing for you and your family. Yeah. It's a story worth telling. Yeah. And it's a great story from to 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 uh, uh, be the foundation for why you're pro-life. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem with that. My thing is operating in a realm of denial... That yeah. the rest of the world is going to operate like you operate. Yeah. Like, it's a, you and I have had this, this philosophical discussion before. Since high I school. Th- I don't think it's that wise to operate in a principled capacity with unprincipled people. Yeah. I, d- I don't think, and, and you and I, you and I have had, had that debate of, uh, um, or the discussion rather about the jab where I remember we were talking about like like how uh I remember Ice Cube like he basically oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Ice Cube was like yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the jab but like I missed out on like eight million dollars or something like that and and I was saying I was saying yeah like if I was Ice Cube, I would have because you could for, give forged paperwork. I would have just forged it and like yeah. I would have just been. And then you were like, yeah, well, when you're in that level, you don't have to do. It. And I agree with that. Like yeah. you don't. He, I, I'm sure Ice Cube doesn't need the yeah. eight million dollars. Nice. But yeah. the way I look, the way I would look at it is, well, it's not about whether I need it or not. It's a battle of wits. I'm not going to play a print the principal game with unprincipled people. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like it, it to me, it's literally it, it's it's literally like like you you showing up you showing up to a fist fight, but you know there's like a eighty percent chance that this dude has a knife. Well, yeah. no, I well at least I'm going down, no. but I I I did it by the principles. You're trying no, to be fuck like that, like yeah. bring a knife too. Yeah, in fact, maybe bring a gun because yeah. We're, why are you playing the game of principles with unprincipled people? And so it's like being um uh what's dude's name uh versus uh, uh Superman uh his arch nemesis Lex Luthor. It's like being like the good Lex Luthor to an extent. Yeah, because like Lex Luthor is a realist. That's what kind of makes him such an intimidating bad guy. Yeah, like probably in DC top. The top bad guy. The top 100%, bad guy, yeah. 100%. And it's because like he understands like this is how the world he, works. He's actually... I would make the argument that he, that character is more captivating than Superman himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like... But what you learn from some... What you learn from the bad guys sometimes is that like... They use... The, basically what everyone else won't aren't willing to to do to win exactly and it's like when you're faced against that type of a nemesis like well then you have to kind of play 
r- rough around the edges too. Exactly, like like that, like uh, the the video you sent me from Kyle Kalinsky with with Matt Walsh, where Matt Walsh basically saying, "Oh, I, I'll lose, I'll lose every election." Yeah. So, so what you're saying, and and because because this is not that far fetched, like. You're willing for this country to basically become communist, go down the path of like what China has been, what Cuba has been. It, granted, it's not going to look exactly like those things looked, yeah. but it's going to be some sort of derivative of that. Yeah. You're willing to risk that. You're willing to risk that to what? Prove prove a, a point to a bunch of bitches that don't give a fuck about your point. Yeah. They're, they don't have the principles. And when I say that, I don't need women to get mad. Not all women. Not all women, like how Justin e. Peterson says, not all, not all, not all, but most. <laughs> like, I, but but the statistics show it. Like when when you have Ohio voting, and and what I didn't know about Ohio, that shit must have been in the fine print somewhere. I didn't realize that when Ohio voted yes for issue one, not only is it yes, but it's yes up until like nine months. Yeah. That's a red state. That tells you everything you need to know. That tells you everything you need to know right there. Yeah, yeah. Why, Matt Walsh, this is an issue that should be reserved for you and your family. If you knock up your wife, by all means, have the child. But if you're trying to win and you think you're proving a point to principled, to unprincipled people, you're not. You're not. They don't care about you. They think that your way of life is antiquated. Yeah. They don't care about you. They don't care about the Daily Wire. They don't care about none of that. Yeah. You know who they are? They're the woman that that I pointed out that was on Impulsive. Yeah. They're, they listen to that type of shit, the shit that that woman says, yeah. and, and that's what they care about. And that's how they'll continue living their life. And that's how they'll continue living their life. It doesn't matter. I'm convinced that like it could be, we could be in, in a dist... It, it, in order for anything to change for them, we'd have to live like in a dystopian oh, world. Yeah. Like yeah. in order, but... But but even like this inflation, everything you see going on now, everything that shows that every left-leaning policy is wrong and the culture war is wrong and everything in, in regards to the left is wrong, <laughs> they will continue to be the way that they're being. Yeah. There's no changing them. No self-awareness, complete delusion. So you're not really proving a point to them they don't yeah. care about you it's like it's so like why are we gonna lose everything else yeah, for that for that no it's, it's not even worth it and and to me it's like you create the culture so that's why when you look at when you look at the best teams in in sports leagues right it's like the culture that's instilled so uh, Bill Belichick instilled a culture into the Pats that's why they were so great for so long and so the Daily Wire, is necessary. They've grown so big. They, for God's sakes, like I, I keep mentioning this because it's like crazy. It's Snow White versus Snow White. The Daily Wire Snow White versus the Disney Snow White. That is a much better battle than the abortion battle because a hundred percent. You create the culture. You cannot force the culture on people. You create it. That's a winnable battle. Yes, that's a winnable battle. You change things culturally. You live that. Your, your kids will live that, your family will live that, your, your community will live that, and then you instill that culture onto like society, 
and that's how you 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 change things, but and, not like the way that they want to do it. No, that's the losing battle. Yeah, but that's the problem with with these blue pill motherfuckers is that is that they're they're so anchored down by by the the worldview, or the, they're really quite delusional worldview of like, oh well, the woman, the wife, the kids, the 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 white picket fence and everything like that. And then when you see women in droves, quite literally in droves, voting for this, it really shows you that there's such a disconnect between like what they want and what you want. Especially yeah. now in a world where like where you know women make money, they're doing their own thing, they have independence and agency and everything. And more power to them. Like, that's good. But I, I wish these dudes would fucking wake up and look at, like, your worldview and what you want and your whole romanticized vision yeah. for the future. That's what they think of it. Yeah. Literally, like, they're down with killing it. So maybe you should, like, be preoccupied with something else. Yeah, like, yeah. Go to the gym. Start a business. Start a podcast. Do something to 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 sh- to to counter that. Yes, because because you mothers are are stuck, and and that's that's kind of where, that's the badass thing. Really, like one of the like the, just the the classical things about Trump is that he's not encumbered by any of that. Nope. Like this dude is such like he's been with so many women, and like yeah. like and like and the thing is, people know about it. See, yes. the the problem the problem with like when when like some of your escapades, if you will, yeah. Are, are concealed and 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 uh, uh, clandestine. You have like this reputation to protect. I think honestly, I theorize that that's that was one of the biggest contributing factors to Bill Cosby. I feel like oh, he yeah. had such a clean image. I agree. That when all these accusations started coming out, he had cared. he had he come out and been like, listen, yeah. I was getting busy with these women. Yeah. I was doing drugs with them. I was the biggest comedian in the world. Women were flocking to me. I'm not a perfect man, yeah. but I did not rape anybody. I did yeah. and I did not do anything with anybody without their consent, without them knowing. I think that would have been massive. That's what for Kevin me. Hart did. Yeah, that's it. You're right. That's yeah, it. And look it. That you're right. My man's just thriving. You, I, I didn't even think about that, but you're hundred percent right about that. That's exactly what Kevin Hart did. He's like, well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not going the Bill Cosby route. Yeah. Nah, I got busy with her. It was a mistake. Yep. I'll apologize the rest of my life to my <laughs> wife. Whatever. Yeah. But like, I didn't rape this bitch. Yeah. Kobe Bryant did the same thing. Yeah. He did the same thing, but 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 Bill was like. No, like I'm, and it's like, dude, Bill, we know you got busy, bro. Like it's all right. You're Nobody, not, yeah. no real dude is gonna be mad at you. Yeah. Nobody's gonna be mad at you. You like, played okay. a character that yeah. was not. That's not who you are. That's not who humans are. Yeah, you know, and, and and so, but and and you realize when you break away from that, you're unencumbered by all of that yes. stuff. And that's the beauty of Trump. Like Trump. Trump could pivot and actually get more support because when he pivoted on that, the trads, they were very upset, but like... But the trads but, are going to vote for him regardless. They're going to vote for him regardless. And honestly, fuck the trads yeah. because the shit they're doing ain't working. So yeah. fuck them. Like, you know, basically what, what what the trads are doing is like they go to the restaurant and the menu is completely nothing that they like. And they're like, no, we came to this restaurant. We will eat here. No, just leave. Go to the restaurant that does. Yeah. Like that's it. 
accept what is and get the fuck out. No, but they want to eat like the shit sandwich. Yeah. Oh, mm, so delicious. Yeah. Well, we're here. No, fuck you. You guys are dumb and you need to pivot. Um, and if anything, I feel like that ever since Trump pivoted, his poll numbers just like been flying through the roof, yeah. which is a good segue into the, the next topic. The first time he's polled better than his Democrat opponent in an NBC poll. Now, granted, That's general crazy. election poll, two points ahead of Biden in the general election with NBC. Trump now, according to the RCP average, real clear politics average, is ahead of Biden by more than a point. That's all. That's the aggregate of all all the polls combined. When you know all the major polls, um, that's big. That's yeah. big. And Look at this. Uh, uh, while we were talking, there was uh the clear. Hold on. Uh, the the political polls in New York. Biden's winning forty six to thirty six. Ten points. That, that is wild. Like in New York. That's not even, it should not be that close in New York. Yeah, well, I was telling my parents the other day, I, I have a theory on New York. Um, I've actually been following it pretty closely since 22, since since the midterms, and what Lee Zeldin did over there. And that's why I continue to believe that Lee Zeldin should be the, the head of the RNC. Yes. Lee Zeldin and, and the movement that he created over there shifted a lot of traditionally blue seats to red and really if it wasn't for his efforts the the republicans may not have gotten the house back or if they gotten it or if they did get it back it would have been by an even smaller margin yeah then you look at eric adams and the way that the mayor of new york has been talking about the migrant crisis over in new york and To me, it signifies that there's some sort of shift culturally and politically taking place over there where in 22, you're getting seats that were traditionally blue turning red and you get the mayor of New York left on most things, but on the issue of immigration, which for a lot of based Republicans is their biggest issue talking more base than many yeah. Republicans. And then he speaks so vehemently against it. Then recently the Fed seized his computer and his phones yeah. for like basically uh, they're saying like campaign funds mismanagement or something along those lines. Yeah. And then after that, his his tone on the immigration thing starts to shift. Eric yeah. Adams. I start to wonder going down maybe the, the, the conspiracy theory rabbit hole a little bit. But I'm starting to wonder if the feds and the establishment are worried about such a stronghold starting to shift because we're already seeing a stronghold shift in Nevada. Yes. We're starting like, in fact, I yeah. like, uh, 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 Sabato's crystal ball predicted that Nevada will be a swing state that matters in this election. Yeah. So it's basically in two elections gone from solid blue to now it's being considered a swing state. And it is reflective from the 2022 midterms because it's they crazy. they won the Republicans won the governorship but lost the Senate. Yeah. So so effectively it is it is a swing state now. And so 
and then I think in most polls, Trump is is leading in Nevada. So that's in two two elections. So are they starting to think, well, shit, like what could happen in New York in in two more elections if you yeah. get the mayor talking one way? What Lee Zeldin has done uh, in, in competing with with uh, Kathy Hochul and like the coalition that he put together with all of those house seats. It does make you wonder. And then now all of a sudden there's like putting this pressure on Eric Adams and like yeah. he starts to like talk differently. I don't know. I'm just a I'm just a humble observer, but yeah. it makes me wonder. And then you bring up that poll where it's only it's only ten points. It's by actually no nine means, points. By, by no means am I under the impression that Trump will win New York. But how close is it going to be? And if yeah. New York is close, how close is everything else? Yeah. What What is everything else? I don't know. It makes you think. It's crazy because if you include Kennedy, it's actually nine points. So Biden, 37. Trump, 28%. Kennedy, 18%. So it's even closer. And this is early and this is New York. Yeah. And so, and, and we still have a whole year of this migrant stuff. Yeah, which continues brew. to enforce, enforce my prediction that that um, um, 24 will be probably the wildest, craziest, most unpredictable year in yeah. politics because <laughs> what's their strategy now? Because literally we've we've expressed and, and, and we've declared that their only position that they have is abortion. Yeah. So what happens now? Like what happens when like your your guy like that's not like really like saving your guy. Yeah. Uh and when it gets brought up, Trump has already begun to pivot. So my question is if they go with Newsom, does anything change? Because Biden is so bad that I can't believe that Newsom would do as bad. But or or is Biden doing so bad for the economy and for people that people are just like, nah, Trump? Because 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 if you look at California politics, my matter. thing is with Newsom though is like, okay, you've made the point Biden's doing bad, but like you're deferring to a guy that he has no accolades in like a good economy. Like, California's terrible. Yeah, so so I I don't. I don't know. And then I don't know like everything that he's done in California, how digestible it is for the rest of the nation. The only thing you get, at least from my perspective currently, the only thing you get with Newsom is somebody sharper, somebody that'll like actually debate Trump. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I I I, I have pretty strong doubts that that Biden debates Trump. I have my doubts. I don't even think it's really and if there is a debate, it'll probably only be one. Yeah, it'll be one, and that motherfucker is gonna be so coked up out of his mind. Biden, honestly, like <laughs> yeah. for the energy, like like yeah. just to be sharp, like like they're gonna need to do something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I I don't I don't I don't see it. So the only thing that I think is like present to the public a more moderate Newsom. More, more moderate version of Newsom, and obviously like somebody that has the capacity to debate Trump. Honestly, though, to be to be fair with you, I think if they are going to trot out Newsom, we'll probably get a fantastic preview at the debate that he's going to have versus DeSantis on the thirtieth. Yeah, we'll probably get what a what a, a a presidential campaigning Newsom looks like at that debate. Yeah. Um. 
and if we see that he's taking like a, a moderate position on things in that debate we'll know he's running yeah we'll know or at very least he's gotten the word you're up if if anything pops off with this yeah. old motherfucker like you're up yeah um yeah. so you know we'll we'll see yeah that that's gonna be an interesting uh interesting debate that might tell us what's gonna go on in the future because i really don't think biden can run i mean he's running obviously but um i don't know He's just, if it wasn't for the abortion stuff, he'd probably be pulling even worse. Yeah. Wilson. So, but before we close out, um, the with the the Marvels released, it flopped. I haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it. This is definitely not a review because I haven't I haven't even seen sound of freedom yet why the fuck would i watch that movie <laughs> but but uh right but but uh it is interesting because we have talked about the sound of freedom how well it did on on the budget that it had um we have uh the joaquin phoenix napoleon coming out soon we had oppenheimer that did that did well this year um and then you have this, you have the Marvels, which is the MCU's biggest flop to date. Jeez. Uh, biggest second week drop off in comic book movie history. A, what they say, a movie made by women for women or, or something like that. And and apparently the women didn't watch it. Not Definitely not the way they watched Barbie, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, when does Disney learn? When does Marvel's the when does Marvel learn? Um I think um th- this has to that's how to me like I was watching uh, Gary from Nerdrotic, he put out a video about it and I agree with him. That is a huge culture war win for for the anti-establishment, anti-woke more, you know, the the center-right people. That is a huge win because this movie, do you know it cost a quarter of a billion dollars to yeah. make this movie? Quarter of a billion dollars. And I don't know 100% if that includes the marketing budget, but let's just, quarter you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt, say that it's a quarter of a million dollars, quarter a of a qu- billion, billion dollars. Yeah. And it did so abysmal. That's wild. Like That really shows how these people really are all agenda, no creativity. Well, that's the thing. Anything, anything in life, like there always comes a point where you peak. Uh, this is what in history, why, why, when you look at like, you know, sports figures that transcend that, like a Tom Brady or a Michael Jordan, you realize like you either win and then get comfortable and then fade away, or you win and then you you continue to be innovative. And I think with Disney. It was, like you said, ideology. It was not innovation. It was not like, oh, we could bring this into the mix, that into the No, it's just like, just nothing when it comes to creativity, uh, all just woke agenda, ideology that's being pushed, not only on Marvel, on Disney. Like, the Disney movies that, like... How do you get a, a Buzz Lightyear movie and, and that flop too? Like, that's yeah. Buzz Lightyear, bro. Like, that's Toy Story. Are you serious? And 
you're 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 getting all these characters and you're killing them. Like you're killing, you're destroying Snow White, <laughs> you're destroying Toy Story, you're destroying Marvel on stuff that when if you look the way they 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 rose, we've we've had our criticism of them because like they're campy and it was like it wasn't always the best scripts, but but they were never like trying to push politics on yeah, it was us. never an agenda yeah and then once once uh disney went that route everything 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 is failing the shows are failing the movies are failing um on every front because because they also own let's not forget star wars that shit's in ruins marvel so much that they haven't put out like any nothing. star wars uh features yeah they've done like the shows but Imagine having what they buy that IP for for four billion dollars, and like you're not putting anything. Like you've you've messed this up so bad, yeah. you've tainted it so bad that you're scared to put out features, which is like the big money maker. Yeah, yeah, and it's Star Wars. Like, are you serious? Hey, what? Rogue One was amazing. Like, well, you guys aren't gonna. All How right, wild cool. would it be if like George Lucas buys it back? Well, that's and, the thing. And buys it back like at a at a discount. He, he, I, I can see that, and I can see also Marvel being sold because, like, you guys aren't making money anymore. You have they would have to do a complete one eighty, and they're not going to do that because no. they don't know how to. They they have no creativity. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, we I, talked I, about. I, what I, you said about Blade. What did you say about Blade last uh, few episodes? That like Blade is literally an easy movie to make that fans are going to go see. Blade can be. Like, Blade once was the savior of comic book movies. Because let's not forget that after Batman and Robin, and it hurts me to say because Batman is my favorite character, but after Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, basically the sentiment in Hollywood was stay the hell away from comic book movies. The shit is awful. Yeah. It's complete garbage. Stay away from it. And Blade came out and Blade saved comic book movies yeah let's not forget that blade the original blade with wesley snipes saved comic yeah. book movies and what i see now that blade once again has the potential to save comic book movies because yeah. it is a property that you can make without any cgi you literally can make a blade movie with with all practical effects you do not need any cgi the yeah. blood could be practical the stunts could be practical the shooting could be choreographed the fighting could be choreographed the action could be choreographed you do not need any cgi and that's what i would do i'd be like okay vfx artists you motherfuckers and, and uh cgi artists you motherfuckers keep complaining that you're overworked and you want to unionize and everything well, guess what? There's going to be a movie. We don't need any of you motherfuckers for any of that. I'll just get with the best stuntmen, the best the best choreographers. I'll see what's going on in South Korea and in Hong Kong because, like, you tend to see that, like, whenever the Americans adapt their style of action, it does well. Like, the first, the first Blade movie, they did that. And then I remember, like... They uh before the Matrix that that uh what they call it that like the gung fu where like it would be like action but with guns like yeah. the Matrix like they kind of got that from Hong Kong like look yeah. at what's going on over there because whenever you adapt the action from over there it seems to do very well here in the United yes. States adapt some of that action adapt some of the choreography 
you already got a great actor helming the role, Mahershala yes. Ali. I cannot, honestly, that is one choice that Disney did that was great. I cannot think of a better actor to like take up the role of yes. Wesley. The only thing is, I don't know if he knows martial arts like Wesley Snipes because martial art Wesley Snipes is a martial artist. Yeah. So I I don't know if if. But that's the thing. There's plenty of time to train this dude. At least, yeah. like, he's not going to be, like, world-class like like Wesley Snipes is. B- but we could make it where, like, it's 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 believable. Yeah, like, yeah, The yeah, things yeah. he's doing is believable. There's time for that. All of that. All of that. And, and like, you get a very good villain. Get get a, a, a I would try to get another A-lister to be the villain. Somebody yes. that's enthusiastic about the role. Make it rated R. Yeah. Don't try to be family friendly. Make yeah. it rated R. Or if you do PG thirteen, you better get real close to what the dark. Probably even Blade, closer. I think you need you to can't. go rated yeah, R. You gotta go rated I R. think <laughs> for Blade, you got to go rated R. Um, I agree. Uh, now, a quick question based off of that: um, Do you think that compromising the Chinese market by not appeasing to them would do Disney better or worse? I. I I don't know if it would do better or worse. Obviously, it would probably do worse, like on the box office wise. But that's why you start to shoot to make lower budget movies. That way, you don't have to kneel and bend the knee to them. I'd be like, "Fuck China! We're not. I'm gonna make this movie for for seventy million. Yeah, and you're gonna make on a Blade movie. You're gonna make your money back and then some. Yeah, on seventy million. Yeah. Now, if you make a Blade movie for two hundred and fifty million, I don't know what to tell you. But you've been making slop for two hundred and fifty yeah. million. So why don't you try to make something really good with a really good writer, with a really good director that's really well choreographed with a really good story? Yeah. For seventy, eighty million dollars, you're definitely gonna make that money back. You're gonna bring back a whole bunch of enthusiasm to comic book movies and and see where and see where you go. I mean, literally look at what 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 Joker did. Yeah. There wasn't CGI in Joker if there was it wasn't much. No. You know what I'm no, saying? Not at and all. look at what it did. I that movie did awesome. You know what I'm saying? So there's clearly a market for that stuff. That's clearly what people want to see. Look at this. John Wick 4 which would be in the realm of like th- not not all the action, but like you could see a lot of the elements was a hundred million in budget. Yeah, production budget. If you can make a John Wick four, you can make a Blade movie 100%, for that much. A hundred percent. And like to me, it, and it'll be more interesting than John Wick because people know Blade. Yes, people, you know people people are familiar with that character that's a loved character yes um but like what i'm saying is john wick movies are action-packed yeah and so you can make an action-packed movie guns samurai shit all that for 100 mil or less really but let's say 100 mil and and the only thing you have to do like a little bit better story than john wick because i'm not super familiar with the john wick movies but from what i gather the story isn't like that compelling no I did see the uh, so so chapter four had like I could tell that the director tried to go for the good the bad and the ugly themes, mm. N- not like the major allegories, but like the characters. It, it just reminded me of that, like kind of westernish, but like it suited the it suited the movie because the movie's just like action packed shit, like unrealistic shit, like yeah. John Wick doing some wild shit, and it's like. For the fan base and what they're used to, it was good. 
And it was a lot of shit going on for 100 mil. I'm like, wow, okay, cool. You look at the Flash movie with that terrible CGI, it's like, well, if you're going to make that for what, 250 or more? Well, I'd rather see John Wick type action, you know? Yeah. And so to me, there's plenty. So, so right there, you have people that can bring those elements, like the choreographers, the people that are doing the training from there, grab them, stop with the CGI shit. And that's another thing too, is like CGI has become like, it all looks like that Spy Kids movie. Like Ant-Man looked like the Spy Kids movie. Yeah, it's become such a crutch. It's be, it's uh, it's become uh, uh, like this uh, replacement for true creativity. Yeah. Like a, some sort of like Frankenstein substitute. It's like there's times where where it's needed but but Christopher Nolan is the best at that. Yeah, it's like it's it's yeah. like few few and far between. Well, he he very much like always tries to go like practical first, exactly. you know, like to, to the point where like he's built sets where where you know like the the hallway, the spinning hallway in yeah. Inception. That's yeah. practical. Like those guys are really in a spinning hallway fighting. Yes. Does it take time? Do they have to train? Yeah, all of that. But not only is that good for the actor, because that puts like a hell of a, a, a of a resume. Like like Joseph Gordon Levitt, like the idea that like he did that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's awesome. Like that like that's on his resume as an actor. Like, yeah, you know, not only was I in a Nolan movie, but I did I didn't have a stuntman for that role. No, like I, I was did doing that, that. I was doing that. It's Tom Cruise and that shit. And so that that's what you need. You need that back. You, but that's part of the creativity of it. Like building a set. That's like that's what's beautiful about guys like Quentin Tarantino, who like he appreciates even like the thirty-five millimeter, the film, and that when you get those guys that like care about like the film aspect of stuff, when you start getting those people back into Marvel, that's when you're gonna start having some fun. And, you, yeah. and the creativity is just going to flow because you're like, oh, shit, we could do this. Let's build this set. All right, we're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring these choreographers from John Wick to help uh, Mar- Mar- uh, Marshall Ali. Like, we're, we're really, like, getting the gears going. It reminds me yeah. of, like, I remember when we did the Fable Funny, the Mexican standoff, and we had no guns. And I'm, like, sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, big baby, we need to. Well, let's, we're, go- we're going to Swaparama. And we were not going to shoot it. I remember. We weren't going to shoot it. We ran to Swaparama. We bought a bunch of realistic-looking BB guns, and we all had guns for for that like yeah. sketch. But like that was part of what made it so great. Was like that's the production aspect of stuff. Like, all right, let's go. Let's get the gears going. Let's start thinking outside the box. Where yeah. the fuck can we find stuff at a good price? At this, all right, cool. And and like that's like some savviness. That's yeah. a savviness. And, you and need. I think that's the thing with us because we've done stuff like that we can envision how it can be done different yes. but a lot of these people over at marvel like they've never done anything yeah. like that like a lot of these producers a lot of them a lot of that shit is nepotism like they got their job because they know somebody yeah. or they suck somebody off like bunch of pillow princesses yeah but <laughs> but uh but yeah you know i i think that that'd be the only way forward for them I doubt that's not how it's gonna play out, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I was telling you before we close out. Did you know that uh, in the blade, in, in the retreat that they had with that with Variety? Well, Variety was at the retreat. It wasn't like a, a retreat with Variety, the magazine, but like a reporter from Variety was there. And I guess at that that Marvel retreat, 
they were saying that that there was one pitch of of blade where it was basically blade and blade was relegated to being like a side character and there was like four like female leads and it was a movie about life lessons yeah what the fuck yeah, you said that. Oh. Like, Jesus, what are they smoking over there? And like, what kind of drugs are they doing over there that like anybody would think that that is any sort of pitch for yeah. a blame? That that's how you know like things are bad. Yeah, if, are I, bad. if I was one of like the production people, like the executive producer, I would like fucking American gangster that motherfucker right then yeah, and there. Something like you got blast go. a dude and then just went to go finish my coffee. Yeah, you gotta go, dude. Like that's crazy. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Dude, you remember in the Wolf of Wall Street when uh the dude from uh Silicon Valley's cleaning like the like his little fish tank, and then Jonah Hill just goes yells at him and eats the goldfish. Oh yeah, like that's what should have happened somewhere <laughs> along that line <laughs> to do that that pitch that. And yeah. then like, you're fucking fired. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I was going to talk about this, but since you brought up uh, when we used to do sketch comedy, uh, it was funny. One of the rabbit holes that I've been going down recently, like with podcasts, is like certain like uh, comedy podcasts. And even that, like, even those, it's like something's missing. It has to be based from Rumble. Because Rumble won't... Like, the next big comedy uh, person, podcast, whatever, it's going ha- to have to come from Rumble or X. Because yeah. those are going to be places where they're not going to be, like, shadow banned or whatever. And where you could, like... Because, like... They're not going to feel restricted. We would not feel... We would not have survived. Faba Funny would not have survived well, We would have. We YouTube. would have pivoted to Rumble by yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. But, but I guess... To me, that's where the where comedy is gonna go next. If 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 you're gonna take comedy serious, like like the independent comedy, yeah, 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 it has to be. It has to be because like you can't do anything on YouTube that's not gonna offend somebody. And so YouTube is soon gonna have to suffer the consequences Disney's suffering because if you get like a big, like like let's say like a Key and Peele type, uh, but but like raunchy and like kind of like. You know, offensive. Push the envelope. Yeah, yeah, pushing the envelope type comedy coming from Rumble, that could that could really change the paradigms on where what how people view their comedy yeah. and where they're gonna go. You know, because yeah. you're not gonna be able to do it on YouTube. You're not gonna be able to do it. Like literally, we had some of like the 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 how to how to make uh, how to cook crack uh, sketch. So we had one. It went viral. It wasn't even controversial. It was just the title was controversial. And it was clearly a parody. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a parody, it and clearly, it was hilarious. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't to be taken literal, and it, yeah, it got yeah. pulled. And so so you can't... Not even demonetize, like completely pulled. Yeah, yeah. Got, it got pulled. And it was like, that was the only video that was... It went. It got to 100,000 so quick. Yeah. Like, that was going to be our viral video. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought Ernie coked out? Yeah. <laughs> but like, that. that's like... But... Because they... And it was like one of those things where like the rising tide lifts all shifts because then like all of the videos started getting a bunch more views. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that because everything started getting into like double digit thousands because of that video. Yeah. And so you can't be independent 
and be held back by the actual corporation because they're afraid that you're too raunchy and you're pushing something because you're not even doing due diligence because you become too big to care. Yeah. And so it's, it's like... If you're in business, you're never really going to give a fuck about getting loans from from Chase. They're yeah. too big to care. And and, and it's wild banks. like how advanced we were cuz I think about how we had segments, so we had the sketches, but then we were already getting into realm of having segments where like the like those that video that you and Ernie did like we were like throwing things at the wall and basically seeing what sticks. Like we you had we we were starting to do pranks. Yeah. Then you and Ernie, you and Ernie had that like it was like the Abbott and Preach style video. Yes. So it was gonna be like those kind of like commentary videos. Yeah. And then we were already we were already sort of planning on like like filming like stand up artists. Remember? Yeah. So like we by now like by now we maybe none of us would have had a stand. Well, Lisa G would have had a stand up special. Yeah. Presented by Falba Funny for sure. But like we might have already like maybe signed like another comedian where it's just like well yeah. you're like our stand up guy type thing. You know, yeah. kind of wild. Like when you think about like like how advanced we were. We back are. Then. Yeah, we were. Th- we were doing influencer shit before influencer shit like we were really like going that route because like nobody was doing that nobody had all the segments and then now everyone has the segments like where it's like different things another thing too like i want to say this because like you were the one who came up with netflix and chill yeah like you were the one and it's crazy like like we did the sketch for netflix and chill before it was like uh uh, a thing in the zeitgeist. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like we we man that you invented that. Like you like we should do the Netflix and chill. I'm like, yeah, actually that'd be great. It wasn't Netflix and chill though. It, it was, was Netflix something else. night. Netflix but like, night. But it was like it was there was a whole sketch basically where everybody was 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 telling their 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 friend that yes. like Netflix night or Netflix and chill was like an insinuation for yes. like Getting down with a girl yeah. and like everyone and knew he, that. and the friend was like so oblivious. He's like, I, I didn't know. He's like, my mom's out of Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! And like that was like before Netflix. Like that's when I was like, wow, we're too ahead. We're too ahead. <laughs> Which is some wild ass shit. Like imagine, imagine like like some dude has like a single mom and he's like, oh, a Texas mom. Like, hey, mom, how you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just Netflix and chilling. Like, oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> or the truth serum uh, pandemic. We were gonna have a pandemic, but but of people be uh, only able to say the truth, like liar liar. Imagine like, I I I can only imagine what things we would have done in regards to the 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 pandemic, bro. Like, like how we would have how we would have tackled that, bro. Imagine the the truth serum, but then it's like the Republican debate night. What the uh, fuck? Yeah. And we'll all be dressed like Mike Pence and Nikki yeah. Haley, and we're all like trying to say shit, but like yeah. we're saying the truth. And, 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 like the shit that we could have came up with, um, that we did come up with, but like, like once we saw, like, okay, well, this is not gonna be fruitful because we're gonna be first. You, you get you need a big crew for that, and then you 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 get you get some traction on some of the stuff, and then it like gets completely deleted do you, do you feel like because we never we never pivoted it was really like and you know i'm not gonna like say names or blame put place blame or anything like that but that's when you start to see like how damaging like um 
you gotta keep it real like how damaging like the blue pill ideology could be because like yes. basically if you think about it like it was like the like a like a blue pill ideology that made like a lot of things not come to fruition because people started they basically they oh, they basically prioritized like other things i would say like more normy things yeah and and didn't um prioritize like what a like really take into consideration and prioritize what a a a, a gem that was yeah that was there you know and see the thing is is like you can always do normy stuff and you could do traditional things and you have the freedom to do that but you as a in, as an individual have to have a balance and ha you have to understand that the you will have to sacrifice anything that's worth anything you're going to have to sacrifice if it means sacrificing family time to build something that must happen that doesn't i'm not saying that you can't have family time but there has to be times where you have to sacrifice only only thing i would say i agree with you but what i would counter a little bit is i would say the higher up you go the less time for normie things you have yeah though. like yeah. like for instance but you still I, see i can't imagine like a Elon Musk having much family time. No, you know what I'm saying. I can't. It's tr I can't imagine Trump having much family time. Like it's one of those things. Like the higher up you go, so what what you're saying is true. Yeah. But the higher up you go, like the less the the less the less uh, 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 plausible. Yes, that yeah. balance. That balance is. Yeah, but when when you're looking at creating a movement or being innovative like and that affects others to like a crazy magnitude it's like well which one gives and can well, you course. forgive yourself of course it's it's kind of like what uh what uh mr fantastic said what mr fantastic said to some college kid that asked him, uh, the college kid basically told him, like, yeah, I'm thinking about dropping out. I have this business. It's making, like, uh, uh, mid, mid six figures. Yeah. Um, but I have a girlfriend. She wants me to slow down this, this, and that. What should I do? And the, Mr. Fantastic told him, he's like, yeah, keep doing your business. He's like, you could always get another girlfriend. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, I, like... You could all, there there will always be room to do normie things. Like yeah. in fact, one day you could be in a position where you're kind of forced to do normie yeah. things. Like, like for instance, like you look at like Jay Z. Like I mean, he's not doing normie things. He's a businessman. But like when it comes to music, hip hop is not like what it was when Jay Z did rap. Yes. So like if Jay Z was only a rapper and not a businessman. Eminem is probably a better example because Jay-Z still does like a lot of business stuff. Eminem's probably a better example. Like Eminem now is kind of forced to do normie things because yeah. it's like, well, rap is not what it was. You're not rapping how you used to rap. So like, yeah, I'm a dad. I'm a, I like I'm all these things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like I had to get it while the getting was good yes. type thing. And now it's like, well, yeah, I'm forced to do normie things. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I like it. But like, I'm pretty sure he's glad he did what he did when he had the chance yeah, to do it. Because the brand will live forever. You're exactly. And so and so it's one of those things where like, there'll always kind of like be that on the table. But yeah. like, 
a moment in time where like like this group of people is together that may not always be no. that may not always be and then what you see is like when when those things dissipate you see the ones that like continue going on a certain trajectory yeah. and the ones that don't and it's just like wow like it's it's interesting how life works out yeah yeah well that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in please share the episode with them we're on all podcast platforms if you want to help us stay independent go to our website you can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch and if you're listening to us on apple or spotify give us a five-star review it does help us out a lot we'll see you guys next week we're out peace peace